After over a decade of nonprofit leadership impacting thousands, we hit a wall. We started asking ourselves, how can we go beyond personal success and leave a legacy that lasts far beyond our lifetimes? A job change and a couple pivots in the for-profit leadership later? We're on the search to get that question answered. If you're a leader who cares deeply about supporting nonprofits from the inside or from the outside, this podcast is for you. We believe that the world needs what you are going to leave behind, and it's our passion to help you find that thing and build it. I'm Ted. And I'm Lisa. Welcome to the Legacy Builders Movement. In the last episode, we talked about yearly planning for a nonprofit organization, making sure that you have great tentpole events. It was a really fun conversation. We talked about making sure that you're being strategic as a nonprofit organization to really ramp up to big key moments over the course of a year and then have good cool downs in between these big key moments as well. Yeah, so today we're specifically talking about a season that's coming up that's a really great tentpole event moment for nonprofits. Uh, as we are recording this, we're in September. Um, Giving Tuesday is coming up. It is the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. So you have your Thanksgiving, we're all thankful. Friday, we go spend money. Monday, we spend money online. <laughs> and then there's Giving Tuesday. Um, and this is a great event, whether you want to kind of have it as a standalone, we're going to do a big push. But really a huge benefit here is it's a great kickoff for the giving season going from Giving Tuesday into Christmas. Um, And so today we're specifically going to be talking about what that can look like. Uh, As it is right now, you'll have six, seven, eight weeks of lead up, you know, that first side of the tent pole, the event on that Tuesday. And really, we're talking about expanding this a bit more because an event doesn't have to be a one day thing, a three hour thing. It can last a few weeks as long as you make sure that people understand what the overall goal goal is and then how to be taking care of it on the back side of it um, so that you are using it to the best of your ability and feeding into your next big tentful pull event for next year. That was so many words. And my mouth no. was like, what's happening? <laughs> no, no, it was it was clear. You weren't just <laughs> rambling. So here's the big pitfall that I think a lot of nonprofits fall into with uh, Giving Tuesday. It's it's Giving Tuesday morning and they go, oh, shoot, it's Giving Tuesday. I know I'll post a Facebook post about it. it's Giving Tuesday. We'd like to raise a certain amount of money. Well, the problem with that is it was just Black Friday It was just Cyber Monday. If people weren't already planning to give on Giving Tuesday, it's going to be kind of tough to get them to spend money on your nonprofit organization because it's possible they just spent it all. Yep. And so with any other tentpole event, it's important that you have kind of a warm up or a ramp up season leading into it. And it's especially true with Giving Tuesday. The cool thing is. Because it's called Giving Tuesday, it's like generosity holiday, right? Not just generosity to other people. It's usually like Christmas or whatever, right? But Giving Tuesday is a thing that I don't know when it was invented. And somebody probably made it up because they were feeling guilty about all the money they were spending (laughs) on Black Friday. But it doesn't matter because it's a cultural tentpole event. Yes. We talked about this a little bit in the last episode where if you can align yourself with the cultural tentpole events that are happening over the course of the year, you can use the momentum that has been being built up all around you, right? So you're not necessarily the only one mentioning Giving Tuesday when it's Giving Tuesday. You're like people are being reminded of Giving Tuesday all over the place. So if you're getting ahead of that curve and saying, "Hey, Giving Tuesday is coming up." 
it's the Tuesday after Thanksgiving or it's the Tuesday after Black Friday, right? Like, make sure you're setting aside some money to help nonprofit organizations or to help our nonprofit organization, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about how to do a good ramp up and how to do a really, really good follow up. Yes. Now, part of this is recognizing that there are things happening culturally, but that is not a reason to slow down how you would normally run an event. Yeah, don't let don't become lazy. Yes, because sometimes people think, well, um, a normal day, if I'm going to do an event on a random Tuesday throughout the year, it's probably starting at kind of a zero. I have to build all the momentum for it. I have to build all the knowledge about it. I have to make sure people know this is a fundraising event because you don't want to host a fundraising event and have people show up not realizing that you're expecting them to donate money. <laughs> like Surprise! you have to communicate this. Surprise! Surprise! Give me your fundraising. <laughs> um, but a lot of times when there's just nothing else going on, we feel the pressure more to make it happen. So then mm. we're maybe going to run at a speed of like 100. Because we're like, for this to be successful, I have to be running at 100. When there's a cultural mm. event happening, like Giving Tuesday, that might already bump up that baseline up to 30. And as a nonprofit leader, sometimes people think, you know what, though? It's already kind of happening. I can just ride the wave. And it's not that they ever put in 70 to get up to the 100. Usually they end up putting in even less. And they only end up with like 60 or 70% of what they need to have a successful event. On the flip side of it, if you say, this is a cultural event, we're going to strategically partner with it. At the same time, we're going to pretend it's not happening. We are going to run our event lead up as if Giving Tuesday wasn't a thing and this is a random Tuesday. And we are going to market accordingly, have the conversations accordingly, uh, think accordingly, put the work in accordingly. Then you're going to end up with that 30% that culture is already doing plus your hundred of work and actually end up with a bigger outcome. Um, And so it's one of those things that, yes, we want to take advantage of what culture is doing while at the same time completely ignoring (laughs) that part of what culture brings to it. Because naturally, as humans, it's very easy to think that we can try a little bit less hard. Right. So first of all, you're going to want to set a goal and make it public. Yes. Set a goal and make it public. And that goal should actually be a bit of a stretch. Um, You would be surprised how when it comes down to the wire, people want to see goals for nonprofits reached. And one donation can make, boom, the last bit happen. And that tends to happen at the events that we have been a part of helping with Mm -hmm. is like the last five minutes someone shows up and boom, the goal was reached. Or even like the event was over on one that we recently did. Everybody was kind of going home and getting out. And like, I think they were like a hundred bucks away from like hitting the goal. And one person came up and said like, here, I just want to make sure that we hit this goal. Yep. And boom, they fit finished it out, right? Yeah, that was after the event was typically done. We were part of another event. People were leaving where... and were like, wait, wait, everybody, wait, 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 we, did we it. just did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was another event that we did where we kind of had the timeline and we had a dollar amount that we were going to that we were aiming to reach. Um, it was like ten projects for an organization, and we got nine of the projects done. And we celebrated. We're like, you mm-hmm. know what, guys, nine projects? That's awesome. And last minute, one guy dropped all the money for the for final the project. project. Not because he was hold. I don't think he was holding out, going like, I'm going to try to swoop in and be the hero. <laughs> but there's like this need, or I don't want to say need. There's a desire within people. To see goals be met. 
Um, but other people can't help you meet your goal if you're not willing to state, here is our goal. Yep. Here's what we're trying to do. Make sure your team knows what the goal is. Make sure the people in your organization know what the goal is. When you're putting out the information saying, hey, Giving Tuesday is coming up and you're sending out a blast email to everybody, you know, that has ever given before or has volunteered before for your organization. You're sending out this big email. Hey, Giving Tuesday is coming up. We're aiming to raise X amount of money. Actually say that in it. Mm-hmm. Because then people can start thinking like, huh, I might want to contribute to that. Yep. Um, next up, once you have that goal, you need to communicate what that goal will achieve. What yes. that specifically what mm-hmm. it is going to do. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So you need to know what that goal is going to achieve. If you don't know what that goal is going to achieve, you need to spend some time actually figuring it out. Like tangibly. Like, like the goal, the what the goal is going to achieve can't be like, we have 10000 more dollars in the bank account. Like that's... Not, right. You have to say what that 10000 is going to be spent on. Right. If it's a goal like um, we provide backpacks for kids going back to school, that $10,000 is going to buy this many backpacks filled with school supplies and going to help this many kids from approximately this many families. Like know what that number is. Uh, $10,000 is going to go toward a food program and it's going to feed this many families. And that $10,000 is actually going to turn into however many meals. Know what that is. Uh, If you work helping animals, this $10,000 is going to make sure that this many animals are going to be able to get the help that they need so that they can be adopted and we can actually help the families with the adoption costs and all of the different health things that go into taking care of animals. Um, so what's get another, tangible with it. Uh, what's another example? I don't think, I think you gave enough examples. I think well, people like understand. Saving something environmental. Oh, What is sure. the $10,000 going to do? Is it going to help plant this many trees, plant this many trees, save this many acres? Is it going to go into purchasing um, some sort of machine that's going to make it so that next year something is going to work better? Obviously, I don't do as much with that <laughs> other people focus. I'm trying. But either way, you need to know what that $10,000 is going to do. And then state that as well. Yeah. And state it in a way where you make sure that you're covering the disk profile. Um, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. You can go back to that. It's our um, episode on disc and donors. Right. Um, but make sure that you're stating that in a way that everyone can connect to it. Um, it doesn't need to be a long statement, but people need to be able to very quickly understand why their money is going to make a difference. It's even better if you can say $10,000 is going to accomplish this. For every $25 you give, it's specifically going to do this thing Yeah, here. break it down to a smaller gift size so people can say like, well, I don't have $10,000, but I do have $100. And yep. so that's going to get four blanks. If right? you have a nonprofit um, where you're just not quite sure where the money's going to go, because sometimes nonprofits have different programs. And as you get money, it could go into different areas Make sure that you know how it could be used in state. The $10,000 will be used for um, helping children eat food or for buying backpacks or for giving the classroom supplies. Twenty-five For every $25 gift, that could or that will be used for um, buying a teacher, however many sets of markers, or buying a student a fully loaded backpack or buying this many... like. Write it in a way, it's okay to write it in a way that gives you flexibility. It Mm -hmm. is better to write it in a way that gives you flexibility than to state something as fact and go back on it. Right. Like, so just know that's uh, okay. The 
thing that we will say against this or not against this, but about this is make sure that your in general, your organizational goals are laid out in a way that they can get specific enough. If yes. you just say it's going to randomly help a homeless person, that's people who want to give, want to be able to imagine what their gift is going to do. And if you say like help a homeless person, they're kind of like with what, like how, like how is mm -hmm. that going to help? I've heard that, you know, some homeless people have drug addiction problems. Is going to help them with that? Or is it going to help them get a job? Like, so you need to make sure that you're and, and it might be smart for you on Giving Tuesday to just pick one of the mm -hmm. things that you do and just say, we're going to raise money for this specific thing this time. Yep. Um, and maybe maybe it is going to only end up being used for that specific thing. And you have other needs in the organization as well. But um, you can earmark the amount that you were given then on that given Tuesday for for that specific thing. And then other donations that come in other times. You can have yep. support the other things, but like really narrow down what they're going to be giving to. Yeah. One other option is if you do need the money simply for operational costs is you can break down over the last 12 months. <clears throat> we have helped X number of people with this and this and this. Here's one of their stories. This money will go to keeping our organizational operational, which means this many people will be helped or something like that. Sometimes you do have to get creative because we understand that sometimes you just need the org costs covered. Yep. Like, and that's what it's going to go toward. But just because it's going to go toward that doesn't mean that you cannot break it down in a way that people understand where the dollars are actually being spent and how they're being used to help the cause that they care about. Yeah. And so I, that's I, huge. There are ways to just say we are specifically raising money for operational costs in a way that makes people still excited to give to it. Mm -hmm. Like operational costs. Yes. If you say that, that, that is boring. Like yeah. <laughs> that is boring. A lot of people like <laughs> operational costs. So staplers. But, <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, well, we do most of our nonprofit stuff over phones. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can break it down specifically and say like, we can't make phone calls to do the thing that we do unless this goal is met. Yeah. Like you can break down the operational costs in a way that makes people still be able to imagine what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem when you say operational costs is it could be like, is that, are they buying staples for yeah. their paper? Are they like, I have no idea what that people means. People want to know how your goal is going to help the cause that they care about. Mm -hmm. And the cause that they care about is not the building that you're in. It's not the materials that you use. Um, it's not the hourly rate of one of your staff members. It's the the people that you're helping mm -hmm. or the the cause that you are trying to change in the world. Yep. And as long as you can bring whatever it is that you need back to that, that's going to be so much more effective than any other way of asking. Yep. Um, next thing to do once you know what your goal is and you're going to publicly share it is to actually start working on getting people involved and in knowing about it. So just because you post your goal online doesn't mean that people know what your goal is. This is a great time to start actually having phone calls, communications, um, start coffee with certain people. Yep. Talk to your staff. Talk to your staff. Make sure everyone knows your key volunteers. Everyone knows uh, people who have traditionally given in the past. Call them. Make sure they know. Uh, ask for referrals to business people who might be able to do a donation ma match or a grant match. Show up and say, this is our goal. Can you help me meet it? Or would you be willing to 
do a match. So maybe we could even double it. Um, have these conversations. People love giving toward things that they know that their money is going to double. Like, yes, they, they absolutely love that. And you can do over the course, uh, depending on how, how uh, active you want to be on that giving Tuesday online. Like you can turn it into an event where it's like, Hey, for the next three hours, this, the money, mm-hmm. all the money that's being given up to a certain amount is doubled. Yep. That will like get momentum going and get people excited about being part of it. So when you're having these conversations beforehand, look for commitments yes. from people and ask for them. Um, I've had people call, tell me what's going on, but people are generally afraid to ask for money because no one likes to hear the word no. Right. No one likes to hear the word no, but I think that there's also like they don't want to make people feel pressured into it. Um, but when you're calling, if you're calling a key person, say, this is our goal. I am asking you to contribute or consider contributing or something like that. Mm-hmm. Also, if you know anyone else who might be interested, can you please connect us? Too often, nonprofit leaders or nonprofit volunteers who are helping getting stuff going will call someone who has the financial means to help and say, hey, we are doing this massive giving push. We want to get up to this amount of money. Could you please keep us in mind and maybe share what we're doing with a friend? And they assume that because they told them the goal, that the person is going to automatically donate. But you have to include the ask. Mm -hmm. You have to go for the ask. If someone's talking to me and they're like, oh, man, um, we're trying to help some homeless people and we could just really use a few more blankets. I'm sitting there going like, okay, you want me to offer, but why don't you just turn to me and say, will you help us get a few more blankets? Right. Will you donate some money for a few more blankets? But it just, it's weird because as a leader, I understand why people do it. It just Mm -hmm. is not effective in the way that you hope it's going to be. Yeah. You have to be willing to be direct. And if you're passive, people will passively ignore you. Yep. Exactly. So just go for the ask. So that's kind of leading up to the event on the day of the event, or let's say you're going to kind of start your giving season on that giving Tuesday and kind of carry it through toward maybe the week before Christmas or something like that. Mm -hmm. What are you actually doing during that time is a question that a lot of nonprofits will ask us, right? Yeah. And so the big thing here is to follow up then with all the people you've talked with before, mm-hmm. make sure they're following through on their commitments. And if they can't like be caring about it, like, Hey, I know I said I could give 200 bucks, but I can't like, Hey, that is okay. Life happens. We're just so glad that you were willing mm-hmm. to be able to help. Is there a way that maybe you could connect us with a couple people or make a couple phone calls to see if other people could help? Like, yeah, people, people are people want, want to, to help. <laughs> and if they went through something like their car broke down, all of a sudden they can't give the money that they were thinking they were going to be able to give. They it's not like they feel and maybe they feel a little bit guilty, but like your goal is to help them feel good yes. about being involved in the in the situation. So if they're like, oh, I can't I can't give this is going to feel super awkward. You call them. Maybe they ghost you. You call them again <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I can't I can't do what I said I was going to do. Your goal in that point is to care about that person and help them know that they matter and that you're still very appreciative that they were even willing to commit. I mean, you can Mm -hmm. even say, like, I called some people and they just straight up said no. The fact that you said yes and you wanted to help is a big deal. Yeah. 
is there is there another way we can we can um use your desire to help yeah to help could you help? Yeah. Could you help in this way and have a backup way for them to help? Yeah. Um, yeah. The minute. Could you share, could you share the, the post on Facebook for us? Yeah. Like things like that. And so then you're following up on the commitments. The people who wanted to help are then helping either by giving you the money that they said they were going to give or helping you spread the word or doing whatever to make it happen. Yeah. Um, for me, if I have someone who like wasn't going to. I, you could ask them to share the post. I would lean more toward a little bit more specific. Could you yeah. text like your top three people and send them and say, hey, this is a great organization. Could you send them the link? I will even text people what to say to their friends. Oh, yeah. All the time. Like, well, I, will I mean, write you're it doing them, them a favor when you do that, honestly. <laughs> say like, hey, could you send this text to your friends? I've already put it together so you don't have to think through it. You can change it if you want. But yeah. Then, I mean, you're doing them a huge favor by like, oh, I can just like take this text and just send it out. Yeah. That's easy. Um, The day of, like Ted said, you go back to all the people that you talked to who did commit and say, hey, the thing is live. Can you go give right now? Right. Um, Especially um, with these setups and stuff online where people can actually sort of see how the happening? progress is mm-hmm. going. Um, you know, and then you can celebrate like, oh, my gosh, $500 just came in. Uh, $100 just came in or whatever. People yeah. are excited by that. And. When it comes to social media, things get bumped up that are having more action and activity yep. on them. So, you know, earlier I said, like, you call people in advance, get permission from them to bug them the day of so they don't forget. If someone says, yes, I'll donate 500 bucks, and yes, you can follow up with me, they are not suddenly going to get mad that you, you are them. following up with them on the day of. If yeah. anything, they're going to appreciate it because they're probably have a lot going on, and but they'll remember the commitment. So on the day of, be calling um be celebrating be publicly celebrating like oh my gosh someone just donated this amount of money or we're two-thirds of the way to our goal or we just hit this thing or we just surpassed this dollar amount whatever it is also be celebrating with your team use the momentum to reach out to the people that are partnered with you strategically and say oh my gosh i can't believe it we're almost here and have private celebrations too because yes you want the public to know but you really want to be using it to gain momentum for the people who are closest to you. Mm-hmm. And then use that excitement to ask more people to give. So uh, we were running an event one one of the times. Um, <laughs> I can't remember which time. I don't remember which time. But I do remember I like we had it going on. It was really busy. And I stepped out of the room and I was like texting like the top three people I could think of who might give because we were kind of on a roll. And at that time, I was excited enough that I was like, all right, let's just do this. Yeah, I'm just going to text more people. And it becomes easier to ask when you start seeing stuff come in. And so I was texting people going like, hey, we're in the middle of a fundraiser. Can you please donate 25 bucks? Can you please donate 50 bucks? Hey, could you please donate some money? And we were able to get a few hundred more dollars simply because in the middle of success, we were then asking from a place of success. And people can hear oh my gosh, their fundraiser is working. The fundraiser must be worth it. I want to be a part of that too. That's good. And so it's an interesting thing that happens when you approach people, not from, I'm hoping it'll work, but once you get to the point where you're starting to see results and you call someone or text someone and say, this is working, you're essentially asking, do you want to be part of the winning team? Yeah. At that point. This reminds me of something that is really important to think about leading up to the Giving Tuesday event is leverage the people in your team and in your network 
to help you with the fundraising, not mm-hmm. just by giving. Yeah. If you have people in your circle that are like Lisa, for example, that love to fundraise, mm-hmm. like ask them to help you so you're not the only one sending out the texts that day. Uh, like put a small army of people together who are ready to go out there and like basically recruit donors <laughs> over the course of the Giving Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to um, follow up. Yeah. Because this is huge. <clears throat> well, I will say first. <laughs> not yet. I'm not done. <laughs> If you're just doing like one day giving Tuesday, use all of it, use the momentum, celebrate whatever you got, be excited, and then go into follow up. If this is a longer term thing where you say this is the kickoff for the season and we are going into the rest of the season, giving Tuesday at the end of the day, you celebrate whatever happened and mention, I can't believe that we're just getting started. If you didn't get a chance to give today, or maybe you're doing the post the next day. If you didn't get a chance to give yesterday, we are not done yet. Giving, like the giving season has just started. And we're so excited for the people who are going to continue to partner with us. Right. Never like, you missed it. You're too late. You're whatever. <laughs> Nothing negative. It's always. You suck. <laughs> if you didn't get a chance to, we would still love for you to join us. Because we are going to make a difference. We are going to continue this process. We are going to be going into the future. Um, always be allowing people to hop on board. As nonprofits, we cannot be exclusive and say, oh man, there was a deadline, you missed it, now you have to wait for next year. And it's not that we would ever necessarily say that to anyone, but the tone of our posts and the tone of our voices uh, can communicate that in a way, and that's detrimental, and a lot of times we don't realize it's happening. So celebrate and invite. Yep. And I think that that goes perfectly into follow up because even when the event is over, that's what you do. Mm -hmm. You celebrate and you invite, you celebrate and you invite. And it's really, really important to remember that we mentioned this last time, but fear of missing out is a big motivator for people. Mm -hmm. And so when you celebrate, celebrate publicly and share how amazing it was to feel like what you were feeling, what everybody in the organization was feeling as that giving season was happening, right? Yeah. Tell the story. Just Mm -hmm. like we say, tell the story of your donation. Like after the event is done, tell the story of what was happening behind the scenes of the, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, and this thing happened. And we were having this conversation and we were just so like overwhelmed and excited and we couldn't believe it. And things were happening around us. And And suddenly we're realizing there's this whole army of people who, like, talk about the feelings, talk about the excitement, talk about the thrill of not knowing if it's going to work. Talk about all the pieces Mm -hmm. and lead it to the point where you're celebrating the victory that was had. Um, When you are following up with people, make sure that you are still allowing them to be a part of it. So when you follow up with people, um, well, a couple things. If there are people who gave... Make sure you're following up with any commitments you made. Sometimes organizations will be like, if you donate over this amount of money, we're going to send you X, Y, and Z. Oh, yeah. Get those things <laughs> done sooner than later. Do not wait. Yeah, don't wait don't, on that stuff. Don't be like, well, we can wait three or four weeks. Like, get them done today so that the people know that they're coming. Because if you have to wait too long, they're going to start questioning. And you never want people questioning whether or not they can trust you. It's just not good. So get them done quick. Um, if... You had people donate. It's great to send them a thank you. 
but, and this might just be my personal opinion, please don't send them a thank you so much for giving. Now would you make it a recurring gift? Oh, yeah. Just send them a thank you so much for giving. Especially if you pushed hard during the event. They probably dug a little hard. They probably dug kind of deep. So at that point, just thank you so much for giving. We greatly appreciate your generosity and make the thank you note about how they are the hero and how they are going to help the people um, that your organization is trying to, to reach. Like, yes, your organization's in it, but they are the one that you're thanking and they are the ones who are the hero in the story. Remember from the last episode, we talked about how tentpole events are an excuse to reach out to everybody involved in your organization. You will get a chance to talk to them again about possibly giving more. Mm-hmm. Right now is the chance to make them feel extremely positive about what they did. So when you yeah. bring it up in three months and say like, hey, we have this other event happening, would you attend it? The immediate feeling that they have is not guilt, mm-hmm. but but like joy and elation because they're like, I felt so good last time. Yeah, this is also part of the reason why we talk about having different types of events throughout the year. Because so if that it's a giving event every time. If it's just giving time, and giving, giving people like, oh, they're going to ask me for more money again. So when you're following up, make sure the huge thank you and then be inviting them to whatever is next. Um, But don't do it in a way where you're asking for any sort of commitment. Just say, just so you know, we have another event coming up in here. We would just love for you to be a part of it. Um, That kind of thing. If you are following up with people who maybe you just didn't get a chance to call before, depending on the size of your database, um, or you knew they were going to participate, but then they didn't end up participating um, or it's someone who maybe you just didn't think about and you're like, oh, shoot, I, I should have asked grandma. them. I didn't yeah. ask them. <laughs> Give them a call and just let them know what happened with the event. I cannot celebrate believe that this yeah. happened. Will you celebrate like celebrate with them? You celebrate with me. Um, sometimes they will say something along the lines of like, oh, man, I wish I would have known about it. I could have given. This is sometimes a lie. Sometimes they think (laughs) sometimes sometimes they think the event is done, um, but now I can say it and still get the props for being a good person without having to give any money. (laughs) At that point, it's definitely say like, well, you know what? We actually still like we keep the campaign open for a bit longer. We keep the thing open for a bit longer. There's still time to donate. I'll send you the link and you can get whatever information. Um, If they do, make sure you follow up in the same you know, like follow up how Big you should follow up. Way, yeah. Um, if they don't, don't get angry about it. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. Just recognize Sometimes people that. people just like it just comes out of their mouth because they don't know what else to say. Yeah, they feel awkward and they don't know how to say like, "Oh, good for you," and just leave it like that. <laughs> you know, like they want to say something, and it's okay that that is the case. Thank them for the fact that they even cared enough to, you know, like be thankful that they cared enough to lie to you, which sounds terrible, <laughs> but like they are trying their best. And so (laughs) don't allow that for future events to make you hold something in your heart against them. Um, Because ultimately, they just need more time to build trust with your organization. And that's okay. So as we wrap all this up, you might have a lot of questions. We always love hearing from our listeners. You can send us an email at uh, office at legacybuildersintl.com. You guys, Giving Tuesday is a huge, huge opportunity. We hope that you'll take advantage of it this year. 
Thanks for listening to the Legacy Builders Movement. If you appreciate this podcast and find that it's valuable, the best way that you could help us is to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. To learn more about Legacy Builders, go to LegacyBuildersInternational.com. That's LegacyBuildersIntl.com. Thank you.